102.7 ESPN Studios in Austin, Texas. This is the Jeff Ward Show. Hey, welcome to our little show. Here's the way it works. I riff on stuff and you react. Pretty straightforward. The phone numbers, you'll need them. Use them. 512-834-1027. That's 512-834-1027. You can follow me on Twitter or X or whatever we call it this week. And how about that Elon Musk? Has anybody... <laughs> the guy is uh, hes well in his way to being a complete buffoon. So Elon Musk, Austin's own Elon Musk, as all of you know, you know, Southwest saw Circle C's Elon Musk, Bowie High School's Elon Musk. He goes to X or Twitter reporting from the border, interviewing sheriffs along the border. And in the process, of course, doing what he does, he uh, he dresses up in... You know, the black cowboy hat and a buckle, as if he's won some rodeo championship somewhere. So now he is the... <laughs> now he's down there, he's interviewing sheriffs about the border surge and all that stuff. And, I, you know, we don't argue with you about that. But um, what's he doing, I'm thinking? And then, of course, everyone points out his cowboy hat is on backwards. <laughs> and the whole thing is full of glitches. It's just... Just shut up and get in your lane, man. Get in your lane and go back to the office and fix it. Oh, he really felt as if he was, you know, some knuckleheaded politician running for office, doing that obligatory, and here we are, and look at him come over the wall. Look at him. Just like that. And then we noticed his hat is backwards. But you want to follow me on Twitter? It's at Jeff Ward Show. You can post comments on Twitter. All I ask is you not suck, get to the point, make the show better. That's at Jeff Ward Show. Uh, you can get the podcast. Yes, there will be a podcast posted today, I'm told. Well, Brandon told me. That's all. That's, that's good enough for me at this point. So, uh, yep, it'll be out. Uh, we download the podcast every afternoon. You get the Jeff Ward Show podcast Wherever you download your podcasts, God knows there's a lot of content coming out. It could be 600 episodes at this point. The YouTube channel, subscribe to that as well. Not sure if we're able to put that out today or, to, or not, but we usually post uh, the YouTube channel in the afternoon. So subscribe to both of those things. The business of the NFL is on an absolute roll. I mean, it has been, it is, and it has been the golden age of the NFL. Um, everything is coming together for the NFL. It is, you know, football-wise, okay? Football-wise, the game has never been better. Now, I know a lot of us, we can go old school and say, well, I remember when you could hit the quarterback and stuff, but the game has never been more entertaining. The game has never been full of a greater collection of quarterbacks, mostly young. But, you know, the superstars of the game are better than they've ever been. It's just, and then the game itself is mostly better. Um, but then everything around the game is even bigger and better. Everything is just working out. So you had more states agreed to legalize gambling, which drives up interest dramatically. Now, of course, not in the state of Texas, where our 
moral leaders at the state of Texas would never, ever let us do sinful things like that. Okay? They just use fake Uber names and, to see their mistress and stuff like that. But everywhere else in the country where people actually have personal responsibility, they betting has made the game bigger. Fantasy football has made the game bigger. It's just, uh, you know, it's just on an incredible roll. It's well run. It's got drama. It's got everything the American public would want, and they are on a roll. Even when you think, and I did, a lot of you did, even when you think things are going horribly wrong, the league stumbles, and I mean this time stumbles, or is it a stumble? Hmm. Stumbles into gold. The NFL and its network streaming partners are absolutely blessed right now. The owners, of course, are the most powerful people on the planet, and they have hit the lottery. Everything is working. When we thought everything was backfiring, now everything is working. Think about the buildup to the NFL season, this particular NFL season. I mean, it, all, it reached the point of being nauseating, but it was hard to get away from. And the buildup was a New York team matters for the first time in decades. And that's cool. The New York Jets were going to be on prime time every single week. They were maxing out the number of times the New York Jets could get onto primetime TV. The networks and the streaming partners were loving it. The advertisers were loving it. The owners were loving it. Fans were loving it. It was different. It was weird. It was quirky. It was dramatic. And it was going to be pretty good football. The buildup was absolutely over the top with the New York Jets and the drama king that is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers played along perfectly. He milked it the offseason for every reality show drop. He was saying and doing all the right things. I mean, the setup, the, the path to the season could not have been any better for everyone in the business of pro football and the fans too. I mean, the betting public loved it, Right. So the NFL's rich were going to get richer because the viewership and the streaming numbers were, past tense, going to be off the charts. Then, of course, four plays into the season. I remember just sitting there having a glass of wine thinking, wow, everything that was built up over the past year, he just sat down. It's over. That's it. It's over. Four plays into the most anticipated game of the last few years, the life was sucked out of the NFL. Right? When he, the old man sat down, you thought, huh, well, this is a buzzkill. So much for that. The life was really sucked out of the NFL. The buzz was gone. Now, I mean, there's, there's Homer fans, you know, but, but just the big picture of the NFL was, it was outrageous. I can't believe this is happening. I mean, this is, this is a buzzkill. Aaron Rodgers sat down on the field uh, against the Buffalo Bills, and the NFL, NFL executives, owners, media partners, advertisers all started to cry. All the buildup, all the hype was gone, right? Remember it? Sort of dragged on for 10 days or so, and then we got the, uh, all the drama all the time about the Jets, but it's just it, it, it's not felt the same. But the NFL and its owners live a charmed life. What if I said to you, imagine this in August or early September, if I said to you the highest rated game of the year 
Okay, usually it involves the Dallas Cowboys. Got it? That's just the way it is, and it's been that way for 15 years. What have I said to you? Imagine saying this over a good glass of Cabernet. The highest-rated game of the year is going to be the Jets uh, and the Chiefs with Zach Wilson as the starting quarterback, not Aaron Rodgers. Okay, here goes. The highest-rated game of the season, at least for now until the Chiefs play the next week, and then until the Chiefs play the week after that, the highest-rated game of the season will not be the Cowboys. It'll be Zach Wilson and the one-win Jets and not Aaron Rodgers. You would say, Jeff, you're on crack. And I would say, I don't even know if crack exists, but yeah, that would sound like crack. The previous highest-rated game did not involve the Dallas Cowboys for once because the Cowboys own most of the highest-rated regular season games of the past 10 or 15 years. I think 7 of the 10 or 8 of the 10 are Cowboys games. Not anymore. Not anymore. Small market Kansas City is now owning (laughs) the ratings game, owning the streaming game. So now the next highest-rated game is going to be the Chiefs and the Jets, not with Aaron Rodgers, but with Zach Wilson, who's complete trash. He can't do anything. Their offense can't do anything. And no one apparently cares. You know what? The Chiefs could have an inter-squad game Sunday night, Sunday afternoon. They could have an inter-squad game Saturday morning at 9. And it would be the highest-rated game of the year. More than 24 or 25 million people. Remember... Men don't watch TV anymore in any critical numbers. It just doesn't happen. Now, women under 30 don't watch TV in any critical numbers. It just, TV is, I'm sorry, it's a dinosaur. You know, the audiences are splintered up. I mean, to get 25 million people watching anything is remarkable. Yeah, maybe an NFL playoff game. Yeah, a playoff game with the Cowboys, something like that. But to get a 31-0 game is the highest at halftime. The highest-rated game, and the team sucks, is just unbelievable. So the next highest-rated game will be Sunday night with the Chiefs and the Jets. The Chiefs, it doesn't matter if Brandon is playing quarterback for either team. It's going to be the highest-rated game of the year until the Chiefs play again, and nothing is even going to come close. For the first time in more than a decade, the Dallas Cowboys will not be the biggest draw. And I don't know when that changes. One of the smallest NFL markets has the highest rated, we'll have the highest rated game every single week until, you know, they split up. Until they split up. And I don't know how you play that one. Good luck to that. God help the Kelsey family if he breaks up with her or she cries. God help the Chiefs. I don't know. I don't know what happens. Did you ever think the? Uh, I've I've already run across this in my house. But did you ever think the uh, topic of the day among twelve-year-old girls and their moms would be what time is the Chiefs kickoff? I never thought I would hear that. Did you ever think you'd be sitting down on the couch next to your daughters and their mom having some Chardonnay, talking about who's playing? What time did the Chiefs kick off against the Jets and Zach Wilson? Uh, here you go. Here's an AB. Now, this is NBC promo, the Sunday night game. Um, yeah. 
I'll bet a bottle of wine. It's by far the highest rated game, regular season game of the last three years. This Sunday, the NFL is going full Swifty. Welcome to New York. Sunday Night Football's promo for the Chiefs-Jets game premiering this morning with a soundtrack from a certain pop icon and ending in a shot from the moment that broke the internet this week. It's all part of the massive hype leading up to the game at MetLife Stadium Sunday after a week of obsession over the Taylor Swift-Travis Kelsey relationship. And now a source close to the situation tells NBC News that Swift will be attending the game to support Kelsey. After the announcement, ticket prices for the game surging from $80 on Tuesday to $131 Thursday, according to TickPick. <laughs> but that's not stopping certified Swifties J.C. Fannin and her mom from traveling all the way from Atlanta. So what are your plans? Are you driving up? Are you flying up? If we can get a last minute flight, um, we're going to book that. But if not, we're going to make the 13 hour drive up there. Overnight at the Paley Center in New York, Savannah hosting a panel with NBC's Sunday night football crew. It's on Sunday night. The question is, what do you know about Taylor Swift? And passing out some homemade Swifty bracelets ahead of the big game. My entirety of my study week has been with Taylor Swift playing in the background. We've seen the massive impact of Taylor Swift during her heiress tour, generating an estimated $5 billion for the world economy, according to market research company whoa, Question whoa, Pro. Whoa. Would you be going to this game if it weren't for Taylor Swift's <laughs> anticipated appearance? Honestly, probably not. I have been a football fan for quite some time, but no, I definitely wouldn't have booked and paid for that last minute flight to get out there. Ginny Blair tells us seeing Taylor Swift happy at last week's game was all she wanted. It's almost a Hallmark movie between them come true and we get the opportunity to see it. Come Sunday, this parking lot will look dramatically different. Let's hope the weather will too. Oh, I threw up again. A Hallmark movie. How many glimpses? So you got to watch a... I'm sorry, Swifties, but every now and then you have to look down at the field, right? And you're going to see Zach Wilson, and he's horrible. But I don't guess you care. Do you just stare up there the whole time to see if... I don't know what she does. I don't know. Don't know. Okay, well, the NFL um, has, it's not fair to say, saved because it's more popular than ever. I mean, I've, you know that. But losing Aaron Rodgers and then getting this gift... Wait a second. Are we sh- are you, I mean, you, you think I'm that crazy when I said I think this is all kind of a setup? I don't know how they're going to get out, though. That's, I think, the more interesting part now is how are you going to end this? How are you going to get out without some blowback here? Maybe they don't care. But the most influential person on the planet. And by the way, can I just call foul? I don't know what soccer mom broadcast this was. Did I hear correctly a $5 billion impact economic impact on the world settle down stop that okay what does that even mean five billion dollar economic impact on the world really has life changed in some places i'm gonna guess not what a self-serving first world country bunch of trash that was but i digress the game is taken to another level by the most influential person on the planet. So out with Aaron Rodgers and his whiny drama and in with the greatest demographic gift of all. 
I mean, there's there's people sitting around in ad offices on Madison Avenue going, wait, we're not just doing ED this game. We're doing wait, we're doing uh, I don't know what. Do, what are we advertising for 12-year-old girls? I don't know. I should know, shouldn't I? Uh, I don't know. Lip gloss. I have no idea. Whatever. Glitter. So we we now have double the ad buys? I mean, we're now buying for 12-year-olds just like we're buying for 55-year-old dudes and ED? Wow, okay. That money will double because of the demographic shift. It is a, like, think of it this way, right? You got a great business going along, and all of a sudden, the term in marketing Business school would be line extension, but you don't need any line extension for the NFL. Your demographic is dudes 18 to 50, 65, probably pretty giant number. Um, you're selling them trucks and ED drugs and beer and ED drugs and trucks and beer, financial services and ED drugs. And all of a sudden, you got this new giant economic impact of, wait a minute, we're selling lip gloss and glitter. New money. New money just arrived in that business. That's what a big deal it is in terms of the business. In less than three weeks, think about what has happened. The most important player in the game means absolutely nothing now. <laughs> means nothing. Nothing. Well, it does to the Jets, obviously, because they suck. Maybe it's good news for the Jets. All right, here's what's reported now. Uh, Taylor Swift, what am I reading this? This is USA Today. Today. Taylor Swift accepted Travis Kelsey's invitation to Arrowhead Stadium and sat with his mother, Donna, to cheer him on during the Chiefs' blowout win over the Chicago Bears on Sunday. Swift and Kelsey were spotted leaving the game together in a convertible. Blah, blah, blah. Kelsey's jersey sales spiked 400%. What's going to happen when she cries and they break up, even though I think it's a fake relationship? What happens? What if she were to say, that jackass, the whole world would turn on the Chiefs? Kelsey's jersey sales spiked 400%. He gained more than 250,000 Instagram followers in two days alone. It's a lot for him because he's kind of a giant high school girl himself. Sunday's telecast had 24.3 million total viewers. That is the most watched NFL broadcast of the week on any network. Hines announced a new, quote, ketchup and seemingly ranch product. Hey, I just... I don't even know in terms of ad business. I can't even get, begin to tell you how all of a sudden they're going, it's raining money because of a bunch of 12-year-old girls and their moms drinking Chardonnay. It's raining money that we didn't even, we never anticipated. Hines calls up and says, we need, we need 60 seconds. I don't care what the price is. We need 60 seconds. We're selling, what's it called? Ketchup and seemingly ranch. And, and NBC goes, What? Okay, two million. We'll take it. Then the next phone rings and it's uh phone rings. An email comes in, it's uh I don't know, it's uh boy, I should know all these things. I don't know, whatever. Barbie, I Barbie Chardonnay. Oh my gosh, it's uh bad Chardonnay. They're on the they want to okay, two million dollars. We'll take it. Raining money in that business all over again. It was already raining money in the football business. Now look, uh, front office sports uh, says that she's on her way back to cheer on Kelsey during the Chiefs week four matchup at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. Uh, let's see. Ticket prices went up 20% in one day alone. 
Uh, get in price went from $100 to $128 on Thursday. That makes the Jets the second highest price of the season, all the way up to $2,109. You think that's because of Zach Wilson? Just think about that. The graph went straight down when Aaron Rodgers sat down, and now it's gone straight up <laughs> all over, all in two weeks. According to TickPick, the platform sold the most tickets in a single day all season for the Chiefs. Wow. Tickets for the Chiefs' next home game. You know, because the bombs are just going, screw it, we'll go the next one too. We're going to go to every single Chiefs game. They play the Broncos. You know this, the Broncos suck. They're awful. They're a train wreck. The next home game against the Denver Broncos on October 12 is already averaging already $219. Remember, it was $46. Should be pointed out once again, the Broncos suck. NBC is loving it. Um, So it's off and running. All right, next up, get this. Um, So Fox thinks that they've stumbled into gold, right? They're the one, some producer, read a story about a producer who discovered her, although I I don't think any of this is an accident, but okay. A producer for Fox is the one who noticed, hey, that's her up there, and then they strategized and talked about how often they would show her and all that stuff, which is kind of like a documentary all by itself. Uh, they, they said they didn't want to do too much, which I find hard to believe, because i got to believe NBC will keep that camera pointed right there. Otherwise, the moms and daughters are going to be mad. So you better have a Taylor Swift cam. Um, but Fox is thrilled about it, right? So here's the report, and they've run into trouble. They've run into trouble. Um. She's not helping much. When Fox heard rumors that she would be in attendance at Arrowhead Stadium to support Travis Kelsey, they, quote, sought permission to play song her songs during the broadcast. Now, I don't know how, I guess NBC's not going to get access either. They were turned down by her record label and publishing company due to speculation about her and Kelsey's blossoming romance. Shut up with that. You got to be kidding me. Uh, Rich Gross, who's associate producer for Fox, says early in the week, amid the avalanche of rumors, our Bulldog associate producer sought permission to use some of Swift's music. We were told, per the Fox Music Department, Swift's record label and publishing company denied our request in conjunction with speculations about her private life. So she wants to show up, wear red, sit next to the guy's mom, wave at the crowd, but she doesn't want you playing her music? Really? Okay. That's her right. That's her right. This high school story, what did that mom say? It's Hallmark? Oh, my gosh. This high school story has the perfect high school acting guy. It's part of the reason why I'm calling foul on this. I, I just, I don't, I don't buy it. I know nothing about her, and I don't buy it. I know a lot about him, and he's like a high school dude. Um, I think it's all planned. I, I just, I'm sorry. I can't see a grown woman being that into Travis Kelsey, who kind of acts like a high school dude. So um, there's not a player nor star athlete that will play along and have fun with this like Travis Kelsey. I mean, the guy will wear it, talk about it, laugh about it, 
I mean, the guy is a big kid. Now, he is a super talented player who is the third best tight end to ever play the game. Some would argue second, but he is freakishly good, and no matter how much he acts like a teenager himself, it doesn't throw his game off. The Chiefs aren't worried at all because he's always like this. He just happens to be with a star. He is constantly asking, acting like a high school kid. He's like, um, <laughs> I don't know. He's kind of like every woman's hairdresser with a Hall of Fame talent. He's like, he's like a teenage girl, kind of. I mean, he's just out there. He's giddy. He's silly. He's all over social media. And then you get the, uh, the people, I guess myself included, that now, even more so after this weekend, it's going to reach the point where we're going to have a real division. Um, for a lot of us, the get-off-my-lawn guys are about to start popping off, I think. If you're not getting the get-off-my-lawn rant already, I think it's coming. So this is, uh, <laughs> I found this to be an epic get off my lawn rant from a guy who does, I got to tell you, Mad Dog Russo on ESPN does get off my lawn, crabby old dude, about as well as anyone. Supported my lovely wife for a long time. The last thing that I did when I courted at the time Jean LaBelle was take her to see mom and dad five minutes into the relationship. <laughs> hey, my name is Chris. You want to hang out? Sure, I'll hang out. Well, why don't you come to my football game on Sunday afternoon and sit with my old lady in the bar? <laughs> this Travis Kelsey thing was freaking, I can't take it. I'm a number <laughs> ready. All Fox cared about on Sunday was showing Taylor in the boat banging on the wall and the mother was all annoyed and you saw it there. <laughs> oh my God, I can look at this. That mother didn't want her in there. She wants to enjoy her son. And who takes their girlfriend two minutes into a relationship to visit mommy and daddy? Nobody does that. That's me. I mean, I didn't even got to show them walking out. And now all of a sudden, she's a big Kansas City Chief fan. She's never heard of letting go Wait, hold on. Oh, my Time God. out. Time out. Maybe we don't know the whole story. Maybe they've been dating for a long time. Oh, they have Maybe dating. this isn't a first date. Oh, my God. No, this is ridiculous. This is a pro date. This is not a date date. This is a promotion the next album. I can't believe I had enough of Travis Kelsey. How many commercials <laughs> do I got to see Travis Kelsey in? Dead pinks, football, eating steaks. I'm a sick of Travis Kelsey. Jump a couple of passes. Wait, oh, I'm not of that relationship. I'm an old man. I get you. I get off my lawn. I get it. Yeah. Let me watch the football. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's fake. I said in the beginning. But they have found either the best or worst guy. There's no one that would be all in to hype it, play with it, love every second of it, post it. Travis Kelsey, you, you, you can say he's overexposed. He is. But the dude shows up to play. I mean, he can do, he giggles. I mean, like I said, he acts like a high school guy all the time. He does. He's an airhead, in my opinion. I'm sorry. I, that's my opinion. He is fantastic on the field. One of a kind. 
but it is just feels too convenient. The whole thing feels too convenient. That said, I disagree with Mad Dog here that, look, the network has an entire audience reigning in. I mean, just it's the money is pouring in now with new advertising revenue that you never would have dreamed of. So don't think for a single second the guy that works for Disney, myself included, wouldn't be all over it too. I know nothing about her, could care less, but I know this much. If that's what the audience wants, you're going to get a Taylor cam all the time. And you're going to get that camera on him acting like a high school girl on the sidelines too. He's going to wave at her. You know he is. That's the way he is. Absolutely, you give that audience what they want. Look, the game is going to suck anyway. It's Zach Wilson. The game last week was trash. It's 31 to zip at half. The Bears are a wreck. The Jets' offense is a wreck. You know who would be mad? What if Aaron Rodgers would still be playing? He'd be all huffy. He'd act like a high school girl himself. He'd be jealous and huffy because the attention's not on him. It's... um, Mark Cuban, who owns the Dallas Mavericks, had this hilarious moment. <laughs> um, just to show you that Travis Kelsey is like a, uh, he's, he's going to the prom. Okay? He is, I don't even know if the guy's ever off of social media. So Mark Cuban, who owns the Dallas Mavericks, he, uh, I mean, he, he summed it up so perfectly. He, he tweets out or X's out or whatever we're supposed to call it. I don't know. Elon's down at the border wearing his hat backwards. So you think he's going to wear a belt buckle all the time? What do you think? So Mark, uh, Mark Cuban tweets, Taylor, sorry if you're listening, Travis. Break up with him. I got a bunch of good-looking single guys that play for the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny. Right? I mean, every owner is just, it just other owners are admiring this because you don't have this, this avalanche of an audience that you've never had before. Of course, there's Travis Kelsey acting like a high school guy that he is. At M. Cuban, just sign me to a 10-day contract. <laughs> He's the perfect guy. He is the, he is the, that's why this whole thing is too easy. It's just too easy. Um... I really think he might be every woman's hairdresser. Just happens to be jacked and fast and great at football and stuff. The one player, the one NFL player that's willing to act like he's in high school is Travis Kelsey. He's the one who will be all over this. He will live it up. He will enjoy every single minute of it. And um, he'll play it up. He will. It's, it's hard to believe it's not fake. The question I have is, you know, once, once this thing, I don't even know what the course is, okay? But everyone's going to make their money. Everyone's going to get the popularity. Everyone's going to have a good time with it. What's the end game? Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. Break a terrorist right there. Uh, Fridays we do a little thing called songs that suck. These are songs that no person would ever like or enjoy. Uh, everyone hates these songs. Easy to put together because they're just all horrible. 
This would be Diana Ross. Fools in love, I guess. Why do fools fall in love? Yeah, Close whatever, enough. Whatever. God, that's irritating. My gosh. Uh, I'm going to say 80. It's 80. It's got to be. You can just uh, pick up the sound as 80s. Was she old then? I don't think so. Yeah, maybe not. There's a plastic hat or did. Let's say 1984. 81. Hmm. All right. God, that's terrible. Who in the right mind would like that song? Wow. That's uh, that's painful. All right, here's some of the tweets or X's or whatever it's called. We don't know exactly because, you know, Elon's out at the border with his cowboy, black cowboy hat backwards and that belt buckle that he won uh, at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo a couple years ago. You know that guy. He looks like he's outlawed Josie Wales down there. At Jeff Ward Show, well, NBC should then play that great Mozart-like classic song by Kiss for Taylor and Kelsey. The one that has the words pocket and rocket in it. That'll teach her to deny permission for her music. Yeah, I I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what to th- I mean, she has every right to do it. I get that. I, I can respect that. I mean, this is not, this is why I don't think, I think this whole thing is put together it's too convenient because she seems pretty smart pretty committed pretty straightforward he's not okay he's an airhead um but i don't know i don't know give me an argument why she would not let them if she's going to show up there wear the gear jump up and down clap you know just milk it for all that it's there why not also include your music I mean, I'm sure the people that are flocking to the stadiums, the moms and the daughters and the Chardonnay and all that stuff, but you know the songs, but just, hmm, I don't know. I don't know the, uh, I'm, I'm not sure the strategy to that for denying. Uh, at Jeff Ford Show, I think at some point with Taylor attending NFL games, there will be security issues with her being mobbed. I don't know how many secret exits and entrances the stadiums can possibly have. Yeah, um... You know, think about this. So for Kansas City, for sure, and, and most NFL towns, these are people that buy those tickets that are, they don't give them up easily. I mean, they, especially in Kansas City. And that is, it's not that many people you could find, so it can't be that easy for the moms and daughters to go and find these tickets and get people to sell them. That's that's pretty amazing. What is weird, though, what I do think is uh, actually a bigger problem, I don't know this stuff about mobbing her and the skybox, but you know it's a little scary, and I have to admit this. I don't know that I'd want my 12-year-old daughter at most NFL games. Where did we last leave an NFL game? People are wailing on each other. Some dude died. It's a bunch of drunk dudes. And all of a sudden, you're about to mix a, a large section of moms and daughters who could give a flip about that game. I, that I don't like. That I think is, that's ugly. That I think there are a lot of people, there are a lot of moms that are going to say, hey, pipe down, fathead. And because it's, it's ugly. 
I mean, you can just look at the video clips now. It, it is a place for people to get hammered, and they've spent everything they have to go to that game, and they don't care about Taylor Swift. They care about that game and getting drunk and fighting each other. And all of a sudden, you've got, I don't know how many people, you've got a fourth of the stadium is a bunch of teenage girls who want to stare up at the skybox. Uh, that scare, that, that worries me, that part. Can you imagine what they're going to hear? <laughs> Can you imagine what they're going to hear with a bunch of drunk buffoons? At Jeff Ward Show. I figured the reason Elon was visiting the border was to announce that he's building a wall made out of solar panels. <sighs> you got to see the clip. Oh, my gosh. And then, of course, everybody caught it that he had his hat on backwards. And I don't mean backwards like a baseball cap. I mean backwards because that tool did not know how to wear his hat. Just like that belt buckle. At Jeff Ward Show, all hat, no cattle. Well done. Well, yesterday was nude, vibrating, chest cheating. Today, it is full frontal nude dating shows of which there is not no woman wants to see a dude naked no woman is going on a dating show to pick out naked dudes tell me I'm wrong go ahead dudes think you want to see them naked women know you don't want to see the dudes naked Women think the selfies are stupid. The mirrored selfie of you trying to show your triceps that don't exist, they think you look stupid. So I don't believe that this is a show that is about women finding dudes. I don't believe that at all. But whatever. Reuters is now reporting it is a full frontal nude dating show. Let's find the one. I've never met anybody like this before and I don't know where to look. One of the UK's most infamous dating shows has been causing quite the stir overseas after being quietly added to the Max streaming service. The streamer added six seasons of Naked Attraction, a game show which debuted in 2016. In each episode, a single chooser critiques and eliminates six potential dates, standing on a stage by scrutinizing their fully nude bodies, which are gradually revealed one part at a time, with faces revealed last. US viewers are just starting to stumble upon this series which was released without a trailer or media fanfare and let's just say the reactions were priced one viewer wrote this is the craziest i ever watched on tv and another so cringe about watching the body language of a naked man who has been rejected conservative group the parents television council slammed the streamer for adding the show naked attraction should not exist on the max streaming platform and hbo should immediately remove this exploitative pornographic program but others have defended the series noting the diversity of the show and how the media quote has conditioned us to see bodies in a certain unrelatable way usually too perfect slash airbrush for more on this story head to thr.com and for the first of all Airbrushing Americans, you can't airbrush us. We're so fat and hideous, it doesn't, you can't fix us. The Parents Television Council, you know, it's been a while since I've heard that. I probably shouldn't go here, but I guess I will. Yeah, um, I didn't know they were still, uh, they still using a fax machine. Um, here's the response there. This is idiotic. Again, women don't want to see this. Maybe women want to see other women. Um, but you don't want to see dudes, uh, especially American dudes who are hideous. But 
you know, there's a simple problem. There's a simple way to solve this problem. If it's so pornographic and so terrible, I feel like I'm saying the same thing to and about the Parents Television Council that I said probably 15, 18 years ago when I would get their faxes. <sighs> so here, let me try this one, see if this bothers you enough. There are there's a lot of things we don't have control over, right? But you know what we absolutely control? I mean, absolutely control. Complete control. What we eat and what we watch. Total control. No one's making you. Never once. It's the exact same thing I would say about the parents, television council, or anybody else who says, I can't believe you're putting this out there, which is pretty ironic in 2023. You really think the dudes who want to see naked people can't find naked people? Are you kidding? You think they're really going to go to HBO Max to get that? Uh Uh-huh. If you don't want to see it, you won't see it. Right? It's like saying, I can't believe they made me eat the cheeseburger. Nope, you're in total control. I can't believe they made me watch that smut. Nope, you're in total control. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. Who let the dogs out? 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 That's the Baja Men. Oh, those guys. I hope you guys were high or drunk or just goofing around. Good bet. Good bet. Yeah, gotta be. That's a safe bet. Yeah, let's hope so. I let the dogs out. Golly, 92? 2000. What? That was 23 years ago, though. It feels, feels 50 years ago, thankfully. Oh, so I was at every baseball game in 2001. Yeah. Wow. That's too bad. I hope they're okay. I hope they've moved on, like delivering mail or, you know, I don't know what they're doing now. I just hopefully they're not trying to be artists. Uh, this is kind of nerdy, but it's got a point to it. Greatest matchups in NFL history. What does that mean by matchups? I'll just clarify by saying one-on-one. It's easy. I don't even think there's anything close. You can have at it, but I don't think there's anything close. Best matchup of all time. The best two players ever at their position. Ever. Yes, I feel perfectly comfortable with the argument. Jerry Rice is the, in my opinion, Jerry Rice is the most dominant offensive player ever to play the game. Take a look at his numbers as a receiver. They're ridiculous. There are numbers that will never, and I mean it, they will not be touched. Touchdowns, all that stuff. Deion Sanders is the best cover defensive back ever to play the game. Uh, they went up against each other. Famous, uh, there's a famous clip. There's a, you can find videos all over the place of the two of them. The best two players ever to play their position, in my opinion. And there are plenty of great receivers now, no doubt. But I know you're going to say, well, he had Montana and... Uh, Young, yeah, I know, I know. Um, best two guys ever to play that spot went up against each other. There's one. There's a clip where they they line up. And they, you know, they're almost nose to nose. Deion Sanders is reaching across across to give him five. Um, why do I bring it up? 
their two sons are going are playing on Saturday. I didn't know Jerry Rice's son even played. That's pressure. I mean, you got to say, you say this about Deion Sanders' sons. They haven't flamed out, man. They're great players. His, son, his quarterback son is going to be the second or third quarterback off the board. He is, and for good reason. The kid that's a defensive back who sadly has a, like a lacerated kidney or something is not playing this week, but I had no idea Jerry Rice and Deion Sanders' son could face off on Saturday. I don't even know if an NFL matchup is close. Maybe, maybe Lawrence Taylor and John Hanna, um, but I, I don't know. I, I don't think so. So uh, USC plays Colorado on Saturday. Fox will be all over it. Everyone will be all over it. Um, USC will score 65 points easily. Colorado might score 50. But in that game, it is Deion Sanders' son... Um, both sons will be playing. Brendan Rice has been the leading receiver for Caleb Williams. I feel like a fool I didn't know that. Wow, good for you, kid. Your dad's pretty good, as you probably know. There's a great story about Jerry Rice. Uh, you know, he, of course, played in, grew up in Mississippi. His father was a bricklayer, and he used to catch bricks. He used to catch bricks. <laughs> That's how he strengthened his hands. It's amazing. Shiloh Sanders is a defensive back. He's a corner. So if he plays, I don't know the answer yet, you're going to have a Sanders and Rice lining up against each other on Saturday. Make sure you check out the Jeff Ward Show podcast and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.